Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., One's for the birds, this one's for the city. This one for the fans that bleed green with me. Push down to 95 to the right is the link. With the team pulling up, knowing that they're getting beat. Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson. Xfinity Live, CPP, what's happening? Dub F Lot, stop by F1. Fly, Eagles fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Bird gang, bird gang, yeah, I said it twice. You heard me say it once, now you sure you heard it right. No lies being told, yeah, it's all facts. It ain't me. Brenda Kelly, we don't rock with that. Any given Sunday, we don't ever slack. Yeah, we got an SP, time to run it back. And even on the road, yeah, we taking over. All you see is see a green like you at the Nova. Care less about your squad, bro, it's only us. A cheesesteak tailgate, yeah, we good, bruh. Beer pong baptism, you already know. Con shot, tomato pie, bring three of fun. After every bird gang, you know where to be. Fourth of John, NBC, in the heart of Philly. About the birds, about the birds, all about the birds. E-Rock, yeah, find the Hollywood. Welcome to Fourth and John, episode 104. I am Gail Saunders, aka Eagle Sessions on Twitter. Tonight we are E Rockless, but we are going to rock out with our knowledge out in honor of our man E tonight. But uh, let's let's start with Thursday, man. I mean, it was a big win, tremendous Huge. win. Um, Seasons alive. Back up against the wall. Uh, it, it was kind of a must-win situation for the Eagles. Sure. Uh, Doug Peterson, tremendous job getting these guys ready uh, on a short week. Doug, mm-hmm. Doug Peterson is 5-0 and on Thursday nights. But, uh, you know, we're, we're a quarter away, you know, through the regular season. I mean, what have we learned about this football team? I mean, we've learned that the, this team has a, tr- a lot of fight in them. We've learned that, you know, with the adversity, uh, with all the injuries, this team still has some dog in them. Yeah, break out the dog mask, folks. <laughs> um, but you know, the one thing we've also learned is this Eagles football team hasn't played their best football yet. Let me repeat that: this Eagles team has not played their best football yet, uh, and, and it could be really scary. I mean, it, thinking about these stats right here: the Eagles are the best in the NFL on the money down, which is third down. I mean, that's where you make your money. Shout out to Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. the Ginger Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're, we've also been phenomenal in the red zone. I mean, you know, five scores from the red zone. I mean, Dougie P was on in his bag on, on Thursday. Uh, and, and it, I mean, it's, it's crazy to see them, you know, with, the, with the, those kind of stats. I mean, it kind of re- resembles that, that Super Bowl run. You know, that's where we were money on third down, money in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's scary. Uh, so hats off to the, the Eagles. I mean, they got this win. Brought it back to Philadelphia. Absolutely. You couldn't, couldn't have done any better. But uh, for a man who's one of the hardest working 
man in Philadelphia. To my left. That's a myth. Aton Shander. Smoking mirror. 97.3. <laughs> in the Aton Show. How are you doing today, man? How you, how you feeling about this, this big W? Well, I, I'm feeling as good about the season as I am just honored to be here and to see what you guys have built oh. and continue to build. Listen, man, if you're going to try to, you know, hottest working man, all this, I got to give you guys no, all the this props dude, as well. Stop, Listen, I've just been doing it for I show up. It's news everywhere. That's it. It's just like, hey, man, can you do this? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But it's really cool, you know, being on with you guys in the past and seeing how much you've built this and seeing how much of an institution Fourth and John has become. And I, and I say that, like, realistically. I mean, yeah, from the tailgate to the show to the presence, this is something that, you know, it gets referenced if it's a Deadspin article, wherever it may be, right? You guys are now known throughout the country, rightfully so, because I don't know of a better opportunity to represent fandom, knowledge, passion, all in one. You know what I'm saying? Like, th that's tough. It's tough to ride that line. Like, you know, I could sit back at times on a radio and be like, well, you know, I'm just trying to be objective. It's hard for me to be objective about anything in life. <laughs> but, you know, you can do that. And, and I think what you guys do a really great job of is balancing being honest as a fan, but also looking at what, you know, look, applying numbers, yeah. applying if it's analytics or if it's just eye test, applying trends, applying things that we do as, you know, people that watch the game so intently. I'm just, I'm thrilled. But as you say about the Appreciate season. Appreciate the kind words. Hey, you write my bio any day. <laughs> Listen, man. No, I can't write. I can just talk. So, you know, my grammar's off. As far as the season is concerned, I'll just echo what you said, which is back to the wall. There's a must-win season, a must-win game this early in the season, only in the sense of the schedule in front of you. Like, yeah, you have the Jets, and I know we're going to get to them coming up. But even Minnesota, which looked like a dog in Chicago, that's a tough out in Minnesota. Yeah. You, just, you just don't want to put yourself in the position where it's like, okay, you went from your back on the wall to like your back like has been thrown in the wall. And now there's like an indention in the wall with like your back. You don't want to be there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a tough situation. Uh, how are you feeling about the game, though? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good because – I mean, you, you were pissed off last week. Yeah, I, w I, w I was a little you pissed a off because, well, dude, you got to listen. Well, we, we did get listened to. <laughs> Let, let's, let's put it that way. We called at 4th and John for more running, and that's exactly what happened. As a matter of fact, I have a stat for you, boys. Oh. Did you know this past game uh, we had more rushing yards than passing yards? And the last time that's happened is all the way back November 19, 2017, in the infamous 37-9 uh, to Cowboys win. Wow. Beat and uh, Jay Jai went off for 91 yards. Blunt had 57. And uh, our boy that's coming back this week, Corey Clement, had 50 yards. So uh, I, th I think the well-balanced run game, and the, just the fact of we didn't have just one of our guys pop off this week. It's not, it's not like Jordan Howard was the only guy that popped off. Miles Sanders had some really good runs. And to have that, to have our offensive line standing up and playing the way that they did, Dude, did you see the video of Jason uh, Peters tossing that safety like a rag doll? Oh, I mean, he looked like... The man still got it. He looked like E. Honda in Street Fighter. He just <laughs> put the one hand up, the safety just went flying. Yeah. But he was not, he was not about that blitz. Did you just yeah. date yourself with an E. Honda oh, reference? Oh, yeah. <laughs> went right over my head. E. Honda. Oh, man. You don't, you don't know E. Honda? Big hand E. Honda? Trox Prime, you know E. Honda? Street Fighter? That's, that's, is that Street Fighter 2, though? Millennials. 
Yeah. Listen, man. Millennials. I'm just saying. You're right, though. It, it was like something out of a video game, out of a cartoon. I was just I, watching the thing over and over. And I, over. I had, Beautiful. I had. I'm not gonna lie. Um, t- touching off uh, my feelings of last week, I was, I was nervous last week going into this game, and I was nervous after the first drive. Aaron Rodgers, man, just coming down, and he was just picking us clean on, the, on the, in the uh, first quarter. But like the, the defense was able to turn it around. I don't know what it is about this team where, like, I feel like this team embodies, like, Muhammad Ali, where they love just backing themselves in the corner and then just letting the guys swing on them. And then we like to work our ways out of the corner and, and just dig ourselves out of that hole. And yeah. a rope-a-dope works in boxing. It, I, I can't live I don't, as a fan with the rope It's too much. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the common denominator of that game was the, the run game. I think the, yeah. you know, you really, like last week I said, the, the way to solidify this game plan is really getting behind the run. I think the offensive linemen and the running backs got together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brandon Brooks kind of alluded to being on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we asked for more Jordan Howard. We asked for more screens. We got both of them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the way that they utilize Jordan Howard, it's kind of it's funny because this, this fan base is so – they're so smart. You know, we've been asking for Jordan Howard. Right. Like, you, 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 go, you listen to – Sports talk radio, everyone's asking for Jordan Howard. Twitter, I mean, it's, it's not Everywhere. Scary. But you know, didn't it remind you of two years ago when it was like run the ball, Howie? Remember when yeah, LeGarrette yeah. Blunt yeah. was left out of that one game? It was week two against Kansas, Kansas City, City, right? Kansas City, Kansas City. And everybody's like, why the hell are you bring LeGarrette Blunt in if you're not going to run him? I felt like it was the same scenario where we saw a guy in Jordan Howard that all of us collectively were like from the outside. Why wouldn't you be using him? He's a, he's a guy that's in his prime. He's a younger guy. And you could beat the brakes off him since it's like everybody all has the notion in their head that this is probably going to be his only year as an eagle. Hey, run I mean, him why, w- why would you not run him into the ground? Work for I mean, a giant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way they utilize him was perfect. I mean, he, he, ground and pound, you know, he just keeps moving forward. And they used him in the past game as well. But mm-hmm. on the day, you know, he had, you know, rushed 15 times, 87 yards, two touchdowns, 5.8 yards per carry. That's amazing. Miles Sanders, 72 yards, totaled 72 yards on 11 carry. Mm-hmm. Carry 6.5 yards per carry. I mean, busted off a 30-yard run, but you saw that, uh, you know, the semblance of um, thunder and lightning. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to get you guys excited. It, it does, and, and I'll say this. It's almost like it's exciting to the point of where now the bar has been raised. And I don't even say this from a Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders standpoint, but my trust and Brandon Brooks leads the way just because of what he's come back yeah. from and the fact that he's Isn't one of the best guards man? in the NFL right yeah. now. Mike, that's that's an entire he, episode a, right the, there, the just off Brandon Brooks. Uh, guard right now it's in insane. the NFL. It's insane. Eight, was it eight months or, or yeah, so? He's one of the top ranked guards. Yeah. So I my trust now is that I should be if I'm a head coach slash offensive coordinator, I should be able to rely on that offensive line every single week to where I can run whoever is in the backfield. If it's Corey, if it's Darren. If it's Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, it doesn't matter because of what they show that they can do right now as a unit. Like, that doesn't go away. They don't become this great unit over the next two or three weeks, and then a month from now we'll all be on Twitter like, hey, what happened to that great unit? If they're playing together and they're healthy, it's only going to get better. And, right. and Deuce Daly talked about, you know, we, you know, people have been talking about, I want Jordan Howard, I want Miles Sanders. But Deuce Daly talked about the three-headed monster. When was the last time you heard that? Three-headed monster. <laughs> But Last I, I time mean, I heard that I didn't want to hear it. You have guys well. with you have guys with different skill sets. You know, old man Sproul still got it in, in the past game. I think he's, he still can give you something. But I so think it's a four-headed monster, right? Oh, with well, Clement. With Clement yeah, yeah. Clement. right. I mean, uh, technically, wasn't it a four-headed monster? For uh, I mean, to a lesser extent, I guess three-headed w- monster w- when they Wendell won the Smallwood, Super Bowl. You know, Clement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blunt, Ajay. 
Well, right, Smallwood to that lesser extent. As yeah. much as we want to forget the Smallwood Shout era, out he was to there. Smallwood, AKA he won a ring. Navy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So now it becomes a forehead. They're going to use Corey Clement in, in, this, in the game. Yeah. So it's not like because he's healthy, it's not like he's not going to dress. Mm-hmm. So they're going to use four running backs now. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think he slides back into the uh, kick returns, or do you think they let Miles Sanders ride that out, considering how he's been playing? They seem to really like Miles Sanders. You could, split, you could split some time yeah. there, but I, I really think that that kick return in the game really gave this team some juice. Yep. You know, yep. when they needed it, it was like the perfect uh, the medicine for that, that, that moment. It's kind of a good luxury to have a bunch of different guys that yeah. can do that. And for whatever – and I shouldn't say for whatever reason. You could see it. But, yeah, they, like, they really like Miles Sanders doing a bunch of different things. And if it's a big play – where remember Darren Sproles a couple of years back when nothing was working for like year two a chip, you would have a big play from Sproles and it wouldn't be like even so much a running play it could be a special teams play right. whatever. If Sanders can be the difference in a game in which you're playing a better opponent, Dallas mm-hmm. down the road, Chicago, and now you're locked into what a ten seven game, mm-hmm. and Sanders can break something because you've been using him throughout the year in these situations and. I'm all for it, man. Yeah, yeah. And, to, and to go back to this Green, Green Bay game just really quickly, I, I think that we're not talking about enough. The, 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 the fact that we were able to start on the opponent's side of the field and we're playing with a short field ended up being a huge part of that game. Because of why, what, what happened? Because we did the right thing. We were able to run downhill. <laughs> you know, I mean, Derek Barnett came up with a big play. I mean, yeah. shout out to E-Rock with the boo in the chamber for Derek Barnett uh, coming up with the strip sack. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This, you can uncock that boo. I mean, it was like a reverse of what <laughs> – it was a re- the re- re- reverse of Brandon, um, Brandon Super Graham. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know? Yep. But, you know, he came up with a big play. But I, I th- felt like, you know, the way that the offense was moving, uh, you know, and just – Generating points is a good thing. When you throw for three TDs, win a football game, and don't throw for over 200 yards and no interceptions. It's I mean, a well-balanced game. You're getting a lot of help, but you're also taking advantage of every single opportunity. And you're right. It's a well-balanced game. And th- that's like the perfect scenario. I know the defense is a completely different conversation because right. they're banged up. But from an offensive standpoint, like the one thing I would love to continue and copy and paste is just – even, you know, taking advantage of every opportunity you get, if it's defense, if it's special teams, if it's a mistake that the defense makes that you're playing against, anything, the Eagles were perfect in that regard. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about the run game, it, it protects Carson Wentz. If you want to keep Carson Wentz upright, you protect the man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guy didn't get sacked all week. I mean, all game. Yeah. You know, he got maybe a couple QB hits. But other than that, you know, he probably felt really good after the game. Uh, you know, he didn't put up the yards that everyone might want to see, but he was efficient. Earlier in the season, I talked about um, Carson Wentz, for him to be successful. You don't need him to be super MVP-like. You need to have him manage the game, take the plays that are there, and keep the chains moving. Um, You know, I talked about, uh, you know, Alpha Jeffrey being back. Yes. Alpha Jeffrey, (laughs) like that guy, his presence alone – means something to this wide receiver group. Uh, a guy, J- Jair Alexander, who's been a phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, young cornerback p- in this league, you know, he, he used his big body, moving him out the way. You know, Alpha Jeffries here, touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I just think having him on the, the roster is just amazing for Carson Wentz. And, and he doesn't have Deshaun Jackson back yet. No, I know. But that's when they get back together, that's a, that's a tag team I, I want to see. Yeah, man. It, it's seriously, like, to add the element of Deshaun, and that goes back to where you began, where 
we only got a glimpse of what this offense can be, and that was against Washington because everything else, you know, guys go down and get hurt, and we haven't really seen everybody together. But it's amazing from a trust-slash-execution standpoint how much of a calming effect Alshon can have. I, you just – maybe it, it was – I know it's not just me, but you're watching that game, and at no point was there like, uh, oh, my – you know, they need to move the chains, second and long, third and eight, something like that. Who are they going to throw to? Who are they going to throw to? You knew they had Zach Ertz like they've been had Zach right. Ertz, mm-hmm. but the problem is the guys around him at the time were dropping footballs consistently. When you have Alshon Jeffrey, it's like this aura, yeah. this calming effect. Mm-hmm. I think that relationship, you know, like, you know, seeing the where, where Carson is, the ball placement, where he's putting the balls on a, a back shoulder fade, that kind of relationship isn't bu- is built. It's not built overnight, but, like, you, you think J-Jaw being out there the last couple of weeks, being out of place, yeah. you know, the timing of the yep. routes off. Yep. You see the beauty of that relationship that they've built over the last two years. And I think as they continue to grow, I think, it's going to be amazing with DJX on the other side. You think about that. To your point about the relationship with the trust, right, that Carson and Alshon have, you also have to factor in that Alshon does something better than most, if not any, wide receiver, which is like this catch radius that everybody oh, yeah. talks yeah. about, right? So not only do you have a built-in trust where you can throw to a target necessarily, not throw to him on timing routes, but you also know that, and this adds to your trust, right? Because if you know that you can throw the ball, and even if you're off, that ball could be at 98%, that ball could be at 89%. But you can't know adjust. what? He's going to catch it. Yeah. You have that feel. I'm telling you, man, that mm-hmm. as opposed to the opposite where you might be like, oh, let me hold my breath and throw that ball to Aguilar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one, one thing last week I talked about was having that, you know, the semblance of the 12 personnel. Like, we can start yeah. running plays that we really – want to run you know like you know people were really frantic that Falcons game we were like what is going on you know Dallas got it was hurt you know DJX was hurt and Alshon was hurt mm-hmm. that's a 40 percent of your playbook out the door right before the game started it wasn't yeah. like you knew it was coming in you know prior to the game it just happened but seeing the ability of Dallas Goddard and how they use them he's a godsend no pun intended but <laughs> Goddard is a godsend for this 12 personnel yeah and the beauty of the 12 personnel is how it affects nickel defense and if they want to run nickel you want to run dime and you want to you know uh have your uh cornerbacks get hit by offensive linemen and or we'll bring in a an extra tackle or big v or whatever Mm -hmm. you know we can do so much out of the run game and the pass game with goddard doing these silly you know these little motions the the wham play whether it's it's incredible. Like I, I get goosebumps thinking about, you know, the opportunities down the road. Mm-hmm. Having, having this diversity that we got on our offense is it really is like when we got two really um, NFL eligible, like really good high tier tight ends, like we got in Goddard and Ertz, being able to run that twelve personnel, having two running backs with like different skill sets, where you got Miles Sanders. Uh, who's able to r- bounce the ball outside? He's able to catch the ball. You got Jordan Howard's able to take it inside. There's so many. And then with Deshaun coming back, like the different tiers and layers that we got to this offense and the different options we have to make plays, that is really what's key. And then when we lose players, like to the soft tissue injuries, like the, when we lost Goddard and to the Falcons, yeah. and when we lost Deshaun, I could see how that totally blows up their playbook. But when we do have that full playbook, we've, we can go any which direction we want to go. I mean, they think, yeah. about, think about the plays oh, that man. were, you know, that were big. Right. That Goddard was a part of. Like, he, he on that wham play that got um, 
Miles Sanders that broke loose on that play. That was him coming down, chipping on like it was a D tackle or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I know Stoutland was talking about Goddard's ability and his his angles that he takes, his pursuit angles on these, you know, these blocks. He's like, for a young for a young guy, this guy's pretty amazing. One thing that I can't wait to see, and it's going to take form this year, but I think next year is the year that we'll see it. And, and maybe we won't get a full season of it because defenses catch up quick to this. But the 12 personnel in the red zone now makes Dallas Goddard by default that guy that teams are going to lose track of first. Yeah. Nobody's going to lose track of Alshon. Or Ertz. Or Ertz. And yeah. I was going to go down the list. Deshaun even. Like, as quick yeah. as he may be, he may not even be on the field, depending on, you know, what you're looking at. Different. But – Dallas Goddard is so crisp at his route running. You can play off of like a delayed route, knowing that how good of a blocker he is. He's going to sell that because he can be on the line for two to three seconds. And defenses are going to be so keyed on Zach Ertz. I'm telling you, man, next year, if they're all healthy and you get 14, 15 weeks of this, he's a double-digit touchdown scorer. Yeah. More than Ertz, only because of how it's going to take time for defense to be like, wait a second. This guy keeps killing us. Yeah. Like, look at the film from the last four weeks, whoever they go up against, like, week six next year. They'll be looking at Goddard. Like, how is this guy continuing to kill defenses? And you'll see. He's the, the one that's forgotten right. about. Because of instinct will tell you, you watch film on Ertz all week, instinct will tell you, oh, wait, I see this guy, Zach Ertz, cross, and I got to go with him, even though, you know, Goddard, it'll take a year to catch yeah. up. But watch. There's going to be that it, little the window. The screenplay was pretty phenomenal. Though. It was really good. Yeah. And isn't it crazy to think in 12 personnel that uh, someone like Dallas Goddard could be the fourth option when yes. we got that's, our, I'm telling like, you, bro. That is insane. Well, that, it, that's what, he's going to slip through the cracks yeah. until somebody picks up on that. Mm-hmm. But even still, like it's not easy to guard two tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, there's a stat with him on the field during the run game. The Eagles average 5.26 yards per carry. When he's off the field, they average four. Point oh two yards per carry. Yeah, so over a yard they're getting. It's a I big mean, difference. That's, yeah. he, he's a difference maker, and he, he's one of the guys that, like, I remember like when the draft season one, I was like, yo, the first guy I threw he, in the DMs, was. I was yeah. like, Dallas Goddard is the guy. Like, he's one of the guys if he's in range, and we where we got him, it's insane. Yeah. You know, was like a back end first round pick at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but one thing that was inspiring was the the play of the defensive team after Avante Lil Tete. Yeah. <laughs> Lil Tay Tay got hurt, man. Uh, he's he's a fan favorite, and he's a he's a absolutely man. He's a team favorite. Uh, what is he? But glad to hear he's all right. Yep. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. But you, you saw that. Yeah. I mean, I I still go back to that one shot of the Eagles fans in the crowd, and they were holding their ha- ma- hands yeah. over their mouth, and it just it was like every Eagles fan yeah. in this city, wherever you were watching that game, no matter where you, we were all like that, and I think that's part of it. Like first off, anybody who wears the uniform. It doesn't matter. You go through something like that, the entire city is going to be behind you. Mm-hmm. But to your point about who the player was, and again, we, we know based off of these little stories that come out about personalities and how much everybody loves them. And it was, it was a tough moment, you know, because there's nothing you can do to legislate that out of the game. Yeah. Like there's no Roger Goodell summit that needs to happen. Yeah. It's two guys going for the same guy. Especially when you're, it's your own player. That, that's my point. Yeah. It's like this is not a Derek Barnett hit on Jamal yeah. Adams. Yeah. This is not Bontes perfect on happened, Jack yeah. Doyle. Right. This, this is something that it's just, I don't know. You cannot Friendly legislate fire, that out. it happens. Yeah, it's it's you know? tough. It's tough. And he, he, Sandeo, he hits pretty hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Too bad he hit his own player. Yeah. Hardest hit of the game for I know, him. I know fans on the timeline were really upset. It was people, man. It, it, he did make a big play, though, remember? He did. Right? He did. And, and it's did. funny because you could see the retweet posse was out, right? 
because initially everybody was trying to kill Sandejo because of what he did to Maddox. Yeah. And then when he made the play, the, reti- the retweet posse was out. Yeah. And it was just like retweeting all the takes on, on yeah. him being like, get takes, Sandejo yeah. out of here. They were like, cut him. Let's right. get the comp pick. Right. <laughs> cut him right after the hit. I was like, come on. You guys. That's only yeah. hurting our depth more. Right. Sande- right. Sandejo has been a quality safety. Yeah, he's, he's know, not like, been bad, man. He's been quality for depth. Where did he get this depth. initial bad rep? Like, where did this? Where, what's the ground zero from this? Do we know? I don't know. I because mean, he does have a sack. He's got one of the only sacks for the Seagulls team. Yeah, He's, but this isn't from this year. I feel like it's carried over. Probably from the uh, NFC Championship. Was that it? He's a Viking. He was an ex-Viking. Okay. You know? But I, I feel I like think, I, don't, I don't think that could be. It. Yeah, that really. Is I, I don't know. Where, I don't know where it comes stretch. from. But I mean, when you got Corey Graham, who shouldn't we know the origins of somebody that uh, really up until that play in, in Thursday, like, has been routinely vilified? Like, people couldn't wait to get on Sendejo for that hit think, on Maddox, I think man. I think it's simply because it's uh, comparatively to the other safeties that we have, it's a step down. He's not Brian Dawkins. That's, well, that's well, he's why. not Brian Dawkins. He's not Malcolm Jenkins. He's not but Rodney for your, McLeod. But for your third safety, so. he's, he's done fairly. Yeah, but people are acting like, exactly. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's just crazy that it went that far that fast. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I talking about this. We're an emotional group. Uh, yeah, right. We are. We a little. <laughs> little that's kind of our brand. I understand. Up, you know? I understand. I'm just trying to get you know the orange, origins of it. I mean, but thinking about this Eagles secondary, yeah. uh, we it's not existing. We're, we're dealt with another injury with mm-hmm. Lil Tay Tay, Avante Maddox. The next spring, uh, you know, we have Sidney Jones, another hamstring. Jalen Mills uh, still MIA with the foot. Yep. Uh, Ronald Darby with hamstring. the hamstring. Craven LeBlanc won't be back. Pupper, uh, yeah, you know, he's, IR, uh, he's right? got a foot. So yeah. it's the foot and the hamstring is a really popular injury with this cornerback group. I mean, what's up with Sidney Jones, man? Like, what's are you at what? <laughs> listen, there's a tone in your voice that you're not hashtag Sidney Jones season. I'm not hashtagging Sidney Jones season, but I'm not also hashtag dump Sidney. Like, I'm not out on your hashtag. I'm, you need I'm to stretch, hashtag, bro. you know, what's up with Sidney? Yeah, what's up with WTH? <laughs> like, what the heck's going on here? Like, I need to understand. Why this is a routinely like routinely an issue here with Sidney Jones, yeah. I, and I feel like with him, and and here's the thing, Deshaun Jackson, I can stomach him being out for four or five weeks because I know when that man comes back on the he's field, perform. he's gonna take two or three people downfield. When's the last time Sidney Jones ran with somebody downfield healthy? It, yeah. I, I was watching. The, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I was, yeah, I, I, right I was watching the next gen video stats or whatever they show like a, a video. He, they said that he ran pretty f- like 21 miles per hour, but you could see where the dot is on the line, and you could see exactly where he the hamstring he pulled because it like slowed up. It was pretty. F- so he was running 21. No wonder why he pulled the hamstring. He ran it too damn fast. Yeah. I was like, that is a weird, uh, you know, slow that down. The the right. Slow it down. You should be slow at 18 miles per hour <laughs> cruising, man. But I, I thought last week I said that you know Thursday would be a big game for the you know the Sidney Jones. Uh, you know, Russell Douglas Brand. Right. And, uh, you know, Russell has definitely, definitely stood out. He's been one of the most consistent cornerbacks on this roster. I really think you have to give a hat tip to him. Absolutely. Um, he's just he's just showed up consistently. I th- came I in and gave out. Uh, like, what I'm noticing with this Eagles defense is that teams are coming in and they're really targeting one wide receiver and being like, this is the guy that's going to win the game for us. If you look back at each four of the games, there's been a 100-yard receiver, and there was a 100-yard receiver in the first half of that Green Bay game. And he possibly, had he not gotten injured, gotten 200 yards. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is a – He tore us up. Yeah. He's a, he's and, a, he's and, a and each game you go back to, it was the McLaurin 
uh, for, from uh, from the Redskins. Which should never have happened. Which should have never right. happened because right. who who was that guy? You got Julio. Makes sense. And th- it just doesn't make sense to me. And uh, Marvin Jones, right? Marvin Jones, correct. Now, I think to your point, what teams have been able to do is instead of just pinpointing on one cornerback, they realize that there's a lot more. Like, think about it. If you're down guys in that position, there's going to be patches of open space throughout the field, right? Every possession, every snap. And it might be one cornerback, it might be another, but there's a higher propensity for there to be multiple patches. Mm -hmm. So the offenses have been smart. They've been using their guys. Now, you won't see it to a better example than we saw Thursday night just because of how talented that kid is. Yeah, man. even with Julio, like you knew the Marvin ball was Jones, going right? They're moving guys around, and it might not even be lining them up different way. It's just getting them the ball in different positions because they know that they have the talent to find that to make guys spot, miss, right? Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to line them up in the slot or outside. You can move them around once the ball snapped. It's a problem unless they can bring in Jalen Ramsey or <laughs> yeah. I, mean, it, it, <laughs> I don't know would, what else to that do. That would be yeah. a perfect scenario, but uh, in terms of like thinking about what Jim. You know Schwartz had to to deal with. Uh, you could see that he was, you know, in his bag of tricks, thinking of like what he could possibly do. You know, you know, he had two safeties back there. He yeah. was it's hard. It's two. hard to blitz yeah. Rogers as well. As much as, right. as much as we asked for he, Jim Schwartz to blitz more, and if if no, he's he'll carve you up, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was killing the Eagles on the blitz. Yeah, you know, I, I, you can't. The well, guy, he's notorious for tearing up anybody on the blitz. He's, he gets the ball out so quick. That that was one of the few times I've ever watched a team that I root for in my life. And thought to myself, like, removed myself from a, a second or two on a re- – it oh, always on a replay, right? Because you can never do this mm-hmm. live. And just be like, my goodness, what, what did this guy just do? Like, it happens in the NBA a lot, right? You're going up against LeBron. You're going up against Russell Westbrook. Maybe James Harden comes to town. Every now and again, you're like, my, how did that person just do this? Yeah. yeah. You're watching Edward Rodgers, and at some point, I'm just sitting there like, how did he make that throw? It's just impossible. Yeah. This has got to be one of the most talented quarterbacks, right, we've ever seen yeah. all of us p- play the game. So I don't really take as much away from a negative Thursday night. Because that's Aaron Rodgers. I- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now listen, if Luke you, Falk goes for th- 250, yeah. we got a problem. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now, last week we talked about um, – is Aaron Rodgers the same quarterback? We call them the Olivia Munn Aaron Rodgers or the Danica Patrick. Well, he's living the Danica life now, right? Yeah. yeah so our, which version is he Is he still the same Aaron Rodgers? I think either way, no matter who he's dating, he's a difficult guy to deal with. Right? <laughs> like that, that's the bottom line. Is either way, Aaron Rodgers is not like the most easy guy to get along with. Yeah, Already, it's like preseason, and there were rumors about Lafleur and Rodgers. And but it does seem weird. I mean, like that. Re- I don't know if the relationship is, you know, how how well it's developed yet. I mean, you know, because you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, him and Danica still. Not, we're off. We're off. <laughs> we're on to Lafleur. Okay? Oh, I, I thought you were still talking about Danica. And <laughs> Hunt, too. We don't care about the race car. You know, we don't care about Danica. Well, we're to t- be yeah. fair though, Danica does seem like more <laughs> grounded. Yeah, and happy. Grounded? Like uh, this whole thing. Remember, I didn't find out. That Aaron Rodgers was the estranged member of his family until he until the Olivia Munn relationship. Yeah. Like that that whole thing yeah. came out when he was dating with Munn. So maybe Munn got in his brain. So he's not. You're saying he is still the same quarterback? No, I, I think that he is. I think you're stuttering. Due to circumstance with Danica Patrick and a new head coach in Matt Lafleur, mm-hmm. he's now a new quarterback with a new look on life. All right. Okay. He's reborn in the sense of appreciation. He's like Ben Simmons. But how he is he? Do you think Danica Patrick drives to the uh, drives to the stadium? <laughs> is, she, is she like uh, doing donuts in the parking lot? Yeah. <laughs> See you, Aaron. Got your lunch for you. 
<laughs> but I mean, it, but what, what lunch? What does she bring? I don't, Chicken probably, salad, uh, tuna, egg salad, probably hummus. 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 So, <laughs> I just, seems like a hummus. Aaron Rodgers, you're in Wisconsin. Cheese. You, you get, yeah, you get your car keyed, you eat hummus up in Green Bay. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, but the weirdest thing about it, like when uh, you as an Eagle fan sitting there watching Aaron Rodgers down by the goal line. Yeah. With the, you, you know, we stopped with him. With his well, defense too, right. And not to mention. Two what, times. What, 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 was the, what was the first one with no runs whatsoever? You're down on the goal line. I got you got Aaron Rodgers, but you're also down on the goal line. Made no sense. It doesn't make any sense. you got to pound it at well, least they, two times. They do not trust the run game against this Eagles team. I mean, the Eagles team, like. But like, don't you at least. I get it. You, tr- don't you try. You just have to try. Or well, like a well, sneak. Or? Jamal Williams was out. Right. I don't know. You yes. know, Aaron Jones was there. One of their. Aaron Jones is, isn't, a, isn't a grinder. Um, but, you know, the Eagles have done a good job against the run. People. I've been like nobody's I, been able to run against them. No, I mean the, the the leading rusher against the Eagles right now after four weeks is Aaron Rodgers. You know Darius Geis, uh, on Johnson, guy who had 20 carries mm-hmm. uh, for 36 yards, 1.8 yards per carry. Um, you know Devonta Freeman. You know no one's run on the Eagles, uh, and I mean they can throw on the Eagles right. all day, um, but I, I think it's it's you know that was in the back of their their minds. Well, doesn't that and I hate to use the word frustrate you, but I, I guess it kind of brings us into this predicament moving forward, which is you know if it's Le'Veon Bell, if it's Dalvin Cook, if it's Ezekiel Elliott, the table has already been set. It's going to be really difficult for anybody to run against this team, which is it's not automatic, but it's going to make it easier than a regular average team to make a, their opponent one-dimensional, right? Right. But then it leads into the frustrating element of what do you do with the pressure? Because if you know that a team is going to be more – if Dak's going to be dropping back, it, hey, man, if this guy in Minnesota is going to be dropping back 40 times, they need to put Kirk Cousins on his back. I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah. And, and you don't know – like, that's the one thing, health or not, with the corners and safeties, I just don't know if they're going to get pressure on quarterbacks yet. That's my biggest concern. The offense is here. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, moving forward, like, how do we – now I, I liked what Jim John, uh, Jim Schwartz actually. Jim had. Johnson. I almost said Jim yeah. Johnson. I, like, <laughs> you know, I almost said Jim Johnson, but Jim Schwartz. He had he had Russell playing up. Yep. And uh, Russell Douglas, guys, 81 percentile in in arm length, for you draft heads out there. You know he's got those long arms. That's I, an advanced analytics stat, right? You know you, he's got up. the long arms. You've seen him use them, and you see him how he re- redirects some wide receivers. I'm all about hands, putting some hands on some of these wide receivers. You think he could box with that reach? He's got he could he jab. Does have some nice yeah, I'm sure, right? sure Sue got Sue got a jab. No? I mean, you talking about that so. level of reach right there? You keep somebody. That's the whole idea of yeah. jabbing, right? You know he might not be the twitchiest athlete out there. Like you know, shout out to Terry McLaurin with the. Uh, the bomb that they threw on him. Yeah. But, like, you know, he, he can put some hands on him. Yep. I think the instincts, um, he's got pretty good ball instincts out there. I agree. And, and I think he's been in positions where he's been asked to be physical. He showed up. He can make some tackles. And if the cover game, which he's shown being in the number, you know, being out there as a starter, can, can be consistent, there's no reason to doubt him. There's no reason to think that he's going to be a liability. But, yeah. uh, you know, at this point, Rasul has, has played really well, I think, in, in the positions that he's been in. You go down a list of guys who might be ahead of him on the depth chart, and he's thrown out there. I mean, think about it. It's not fair, I know, because he's technically a rookie, but 
we're all frustrated with J.J. and that drop. We're all frustrated with Nelson, who was technically a starter at the slot, but thrown up on the depth chart with other mm -hmm. guys, missing, you know, dropping footballs. We should give credit when somebody on that team does get bumped up the depth chart and is playing well, because we know we're going to kill them when they do the opposite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last week I was talking about this Eagles team being motivated and, and whether it being the number one guy on this, this roster or the, the last man, the 53rd man on the roster, uh, in terms of making big plays, Craig James. Mm. Yeah. I mean, coming he, up huge. Everybody knew the play was, even Malcolm Jenkins told him before the plays, like, you are getting thrown at. And, and he knew that he was getting thrown at. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew he was getting thrown yeah. at. But Aaron Rodgers was licking his chops. Yeah, yeah. For him to come up with a big yeah. play, it's, I mean, these are the kind of, like, you know, underdog plays that have to happen, like, whether it be Alex Ellis. Uh, your, your third tight end come up with a big block on mm -hmm. the kick return or coming down, making a block down by the goal line. I think these guys at the back end of the rosters making really quality plays uh, really help the Seagulls football team. It's such a rare thing, right? But it's like that, that doesn't happen often in other sports. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no dude at the end of the bench is, is going to hit the game-winning shot unless everybody's fouled out. Yeah. But you're right. You go back in football because there are moments on the – if it's special teams a lot more than, than normal plays where you're going to have a guy who hopefully is coached up, and we have one of the best special teams coaches here in Philadelphia, is coached up to where every moment – like you miss something, you miss a block on, on a kick return, you miss a block on a kick, something like that. That can be the difference, right? Mm -hmm. And you go back and look at four or five big plays and you think, well, the offense – had their big plays, the defense was giving up a lot. Where was the actual difference? The difference could be third-string guy making a block on a kick. Difference can be somebody that yeah. you don't normally count on yeah. stepping up, knowing that they're going to be in those – especially with the injuries. Right. I mean, with all the injuries right now, you're going to see guys that you probably haven't like thought of. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, he's going to be out there today this week. But when you have to go 40 yards instead of 80 yards or 75 yards, that makes all the difference, right? Yeah. You're, you're, when true. you're already – like you're one first down away from field goal range. Yeah. I mean, uh, think about this team and where they, uh, you know, like their identity. Like do, does, this is Eagle team. Do they have to like, you know, like w I feel like they're – when their back's up against the wall, that's when they really show their true colors. Show the true colors. Like, you're like, where was this before? Like, you know, like. I think they just get hungrier. Do I'm you not have so to sure lose a couple a games. You have to lose to the Lions. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Is, is there, a, like, a concern? Not that they're losing interest, but, you know, it's like, you know, you're in college, right? And you're just sitting there like, I don't care about this test. I don't care. Let, let me get that academic warning. And then I'll show up and start getting A's. Yeah. Yeah, they remind me of, like, myself cramming <laughs> myself, for, like, tests. Yes. Like, studying for the last exactly minute. Like, right. yeah. you're, like You're cramming for 15 hours getting that paper that you should have written, you know, three weeks, weeks ago. ago yeah. Exactly right. And that's the Detroit loss, isn't it? Yeah. Like, the Eagles losing to Detroit at home is n sleeping through a midterm because you know you're going to ace the final. Yeah. And it infuriates you. And I'm not saying that they went out there not, you know, expecting right. to lose and all that, but it, it's like it infuriates you because that's the game where if they win, you're not talking, Gail, about must win, save the season, and all these things back to the wall against Green Bay. I think we were just on, the, on both sides of two trap games, to be honest. I think we slept on the Lions, and the Packers slept on us. I think that's what happened. The past, I mean, we were going into that Packers game, and we, we said it after, the, after we wrapped up the show last week, we didn't think we were going to win. Uh, what? Everybody what? on the timeline was I thinking we the same. Win. No. I, I thought on. we were going to win. We're, I thought we had a great opportunity. <laughs> this to man's a liar what are you, to my on, left. Get out. <laughs> He's lying.
He is lying. I, I thought they had a chance to Can't win. Can't you go to the tape? <laughs> it was after the show, but oh, okay. See, that that needs to be like scope. I, I told you, yeah, I said when we win. He uh, was like, hopefully, we win. I got you. But Gail is big on it? speaking into existence. But I, I, I felt like they took advantage of where the Packers were weak at. They were weak against the run. Yep. Yep. Um, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders alluded to it. They said we knew they were weak, were weak against the run, and we were gonna ground and pound. That's where you have to make it happen. Yeah, and, and I get the balance, and I get, hey, you want to see 27-27. I think that's what the balance of plays was, right, and on top of the six runs for Wentz. But that team in New England wins games sometimes throwing 40 times and running six because the team they go up against has nobody that can stop the pass. And then the next week they run the ball with the three different running backs they have 40 times because they know nobody can stop the run. If the Eagles are going out there exploiting the weaknesses of defenses week in and week out, and maybe next week we only get 12 carries total, but they're obliterating that Jets secondary, then there's, there's no issue. I don't have that issue as much. I feel like maybe it's coincidence or maybe it does feed into it more often, but when they're not able to exploit that defense, you go back and you look at the lack of balance. But I don't think that it should be something, my point of all of this is that I don't think it should be something that we talk about going into every game. It's almost like reactionary because we have the benefit of it. Yeah. And you know what? They do as well. It's only week five. If they mess something up against the Jets, the good news is they have plenty of opportunity to fix it. Yeah. They're not losing that game, but I'm saying, like, you know, something doesn't work. Speaking God, into existence. Time, just... Listen, man, it's a 14-point <laughs> spread. You honestly think the, – what's the money line at? Like, minus 5,000? <laughs> so you put money – are you putting money where your mouth is, Aton? Do you want me to put $50 on the, on the 5,000 money line just right here on, on set just to show you <laughs> that my money is I – would, I would feel a lot better. Do you want yeah. me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, just to show you. I, I'm going to win, like, six cents. For this bet here, all right? There you go. That's what I like to see. A guy who puts the money where his mouth is. A man that believes what he says. I mean, do you honestly think that there's any concern at all that the Philadelphia Eagles lose this game? I mean, try speaking that into Say that out loud. The Eagles will lose to the Jets. With a backup QB, I don't see it. Wait, wait, wait. Prior to the season, didn't uh, Evan have the Eagles losing to the Jets? That was before Sam Darnold got mononucleosis. Uh And I said, if you listen to my justification in that episode— I would say that the Eagles get snuck once a season. And what happened versus the Lions? They got you snuck. Said the I picked Jets. the wrong team. You said I picked the, the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think they have a, a great chance beating the Jets. Uh, the Jets are, you know, quarterbackless. I mean, yeah. Luke Falk. I mean, really? There you have he it. placed the bet. He My placed the bet. $20 bet, potential winnings, $2.67. Don't spend minutes. it all in one spot. Now, <laughs> if the Eagles lose this game, I'm coming back. I'm coming back for my 20. All right. Well, when, when they win the game, we're we'll all to go going to the Sizzler. <laughs> that 267. You damn we're right. going to buy some butter and some bread. What can you get for 2267 <laughs> at the Sizzler? I could sit one person for, butter and bread. for everything. Maybe, right. some, maybe some hummus. It's fine with me. You know, hummus. But uh, this Jets team, I mean, we're facing uh, Le'Veon Bell. You know, I don't know what's better, uh, his, his rap album or this is his uh, ability to run on this defense. <laughs> what do you think? Have you I heard the rap? I, I heard the rap album. It's crazy. So far. What's that? I'm just, I think the Eagles are going to be able to shut the run down. Yeah. They've been yeah. able to do it so far. And especially because it's not Sam Darnold. Right. Right. Like Luke Falk. Okay, make Luke Falk beat you. Put 10 guys in a box at that point. His rap album is going to be, when it's all said and done, we'll look back on Monday and say his rap album or attempt at that 
was better than his attempt to run against the Eagles defense. Like, it's not going to be Le'Veon Bell and this <laughs> offensive line that's going to crack this code of Jim Schwartz and the defense on stopping running backs, right? No. no. I mean, I think it, this, this is the opportunity to really solidify, you know, put your trademark stamp on. We need to curb stomp a team. And I think the Jets are – It's been a while since we have. The, the Broncos game is the last one I could 52, think of. 52, right? 52-17? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the last one I could think of. Yeah, I think so. And that was a great game because everybody was telling us ahead of time how amazing that, that Broncos, Broncos defense yeah. was. Wait, oh wait do the Eagles God. play the Broncos. That, that's the true test. You're gonna get Carson Wentz going to be hassled and harassed all game. Are you kidding me? Look at that front. What, they have one sack? They have less sacks than the Eagles defense <laughs> this year. I so, think. I, so, I mean, if we, if we win big, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this – we're all thinking we're beating Jets, but do you, do you think it's still time for the Eagles to bring in uh, a cornerback by the name of Jalen Ramsey? Yes. Yes. Is this 100%. Yes. It's, well, what are you giving the up? The price is going up, though. Yeah, I mean. It's a little concerning at this moment. I think I think the the Jaguars are playing uh, chicken with us right now. They're playing now. hardball. You know, two, sure. two first round. One, you know, one team has offered two first round picks. I Back in the day, back a couple weeks, I said I would give up two picks. First-round picks, you guys laughed at me. I don't think I would, though. Still, no? I don't think I would give well, up two first-round picks. The assumption, though, is that he's coming with a contract. You're not going to trade two first-round picks for a rental, right? Right. So yeah. you trade Jalen for Jalen Ramsey. He negotiates a long-term deal. I have to be honest. At that point, I'm, I'm okay giving up. He's young enough. He's still coming off a rookie deal. F- two first-round picks, I mean, at that point, I'm okay with it. Honestly, yeah. he, he does something where – and again, this is not a typical defense. This is not a typical blitz-heavy defense, come pressure on the linebackers, corners. This is a guy in Jimmy Schwartz who's fine, not blitzing a lot. If you're going to be either stubborn or set, and set isn't a negative thing. That could be a positive thing if you know what you're doing. And not blitz and not put on a lot of pressure, unless it's Matt Ryan, right? Yeah. yeah. Jalen Ramsey bails you out. That's the get-out-of-jail-free card way more often than not. And you know what? This team right here, the NFC is wide open. Who's the favorite right now? Yeah. The, the, I, I mean, the Rams yeah. just got beat by Jameis, Win- Jameis Winston outdueled Jared Goff in L.A. Because he wants to eat a W. <laughs> Jameis Winston. That's it's crazy. And then, and then Teddy Br- Bridgewater coming in. In a complete know. opposite scenario where it was a defensive struggle. Right. You know, we always get happy when the Cowboys lose around here. But, I mean, uh, Twitter questions. Yes. You know, Facebook we got, questions. We've we got questions from everywhere. We've got a couple of them. We've got a couple of them. And, and it, the best question wins the T-shirt tonight, f- folks. So, I mean, if you guys bring the heat, you get the tees. All right. Now, do you have a, a tee? Like, are you wearing the tee that you're of giving choice. Of, of their, their choice. Of their choice. Okay. I, don't, I didn't know if you actually dictate tonight, like, no, which tee they it's get. We're, we're men of the people okay. here at Fourth and John. I, I love it, man. So uh, Ralph Hernandez Jr. is talking about Duke Riley, and he's, he's talking about how it's most likely he comes in and plays on special teams. Um, do you think, A, he gets, uh, like, any defensive looks, and, B, would you have rather have brought back Brian Brayman? Mm, <laughs> we got, we got the Brian Brayman hive going wow. right now. Now, is this an, an infamous leader of the Brayman Hive checking in? It might have been Brian Brayman that sent in this question. Wow. <laughs> no. Burner account? Yeah. I think Duke Riley gives you, you know, he, he is, he's an athlete. You know, he ran one of the fastest 40 times when he got drafted, the second fastest 40 time of the linebackers. Uh, he was drafted in the third round. I think they thought he would be more of a, you know, what he, what, what he was. Um, a, a lot of the Falcons fans were disappointed in what he brought to the table. I think in terms of special teams, he can give you some ability there. 
if they're thinking that they could take advantage of his af- athletic ability in mm-hmm. space. But, you know, he, he's been kind of questionable in coverage. So I think he's, he's just a, a, another depth guy on special teams. So, I mean, they did release LJ Fort with the signing of, what, Craig James last yeah. week? So. Yeah, we'll see. But, again, I mean, if, if the guy's getting significant looks out there on defense, something's probably wrong, right? Yeah. Like, overall, as, as a big picture. I know we're still dealing with injuries, but this is not like a, a guy who comes in as a savior. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's besides Scandrick, you know, it's the same feel. Definitely right? depth guys Yeah, at this moment. So, uh, Jim Crestor wants to know, he, d- he just wants to know, get his, get his mind straight, who is actually going to be playing cornerback this week? Who's <laughs> starting? Orlando Scandrick is, he's going to be relied on to uh, make some plays for this team. Uh, I know he was, um, he was, you know, he thought he was going to make this roster at the beginning of the season. He's a big, f- he's a big friend of Deshaun Jackson's, by the way. Uh, hat, tip, hat tip to D-Jax. We, we love you. Um, but I think, uh, you know, Roswell Douglas and uh, the Craig J- uh, James Hive has got to be excited. Yeah, because you're dealing with the hamstring with Sidney Jones, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So they said he might give, be able to go, right? Is that – I mean, I don't know, man. We, were, we are all praying for – Man, I don't know what's going on. The hamstrings over there. Yeah. Um, so flow birds. Uh, he, he's feeling a little uh, down about the Ramsey trade not happening. He wants to know what other what other cornerback cornerback options are there out there that the Eagles could possibly pursue. Um, you, you think talk, talking about Chris Harris, a uh, guy who's thirty years old, but uh, you know he's he's already voiced to the Broncos that he is counting the days. So obviously, Can you blame him. I, I mean, they're they're in a tough situation. You know, they just lost one of their. Uh, um, defensive ends as well. They, they're one of the young, young second-year players. Um, but he, oh, he yeah, Chubb's out. Yeah, he's Chubb. He's yeah. t- I think he tore his ACL and actually played through it. But Chris Harris, that guy's feisty. You know, he, he can play man. He can play whatever you want. He can play inside. I think, you know, he's been on Super Bowl winning rosters for him to play on a, a Broncos team like he is right now. It's got to be it killing him. Yeah. It's got to be killing him. But he's a 30-year-old cornerback. Um could be a one-year rental, but he does want to get paid as well. Yeah, so I'm way better with one-year rental in Chris Harris because of the age and the fact that he's not coming off a rookie deal. Jalen Ramsey, you have to re-sign, and that's fine. I'm, I'm all for it. If they brought in Chris Harris and I wake up the next day and I get on Twitter or turn on the TV and radio and, and I hear Eagles have traded for Chris Harris, I'm, I'm more than okay with that. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. I can't see a – listen, we do have to, when talking about these hypotheticals, factor into the trust level that we have and the, and the resume and pedigree, if you will, that Howie Roseman's established with these deals. So the likelihood of us waking up the next day and saying, my God, I can't believe Howie Roseman got fleeced for Chris Harris is pretty low. Yeah. yeah. Like, if they trade for Chris Harris, it's going to be a reasonable deal. It's probably going to be a little bit more belligerent of a move to trade for Jalen Ramsey because, you know, Shad Khan and Jacksonville down there know they've got a big wild card. Yeah. But even then, you kind of, like, accept it because it's Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Chris Harris, I feel like, is going to be in some good parameters. I'd take him. Let, let's take the name out of it. Let's, let's just say it's any old quarterback. What do you think is the possibility, put a percentage on it, that Howie ends up trading to bring in a defensive back to this team? That like a, a starting caliber, not not like a guy that's gonna play special teams. Uh, I, I think um, you go first. Wait, wait. <laughs> why do I throw it on me? 
<laughs> I, I want to hear what you have to say. You're the one leading the show here. <laughs> I'm passing it off to you, bro. No, you can't <laughs> pass the buck. There's no run-pass option here. Higher or lower than 50%? 50%. Right in All the right, wait, let, let's start over. Let's start over. What, let, what's the actual question like verbatim? So the question is, what if, if you had to put a percentage on it, right. what, how high would you say the chances are that Howie Roseman brings in a starting caliber cornerback to this team before the trade deadline? Okay, so Higher. starting ca- – that, that's, that's the thing that people might get caught up on. There aren't many people that he could bring in that wouldn't be considered starting caliber based on the guys that are out there now, right? Like – Craig James is out there in his starting capacity. There's no knock on Craig James. Cash those checks. I'm just saying there aren't many people you'd make a trade for that would be like, damn, you're probably not going to start him over Craig James. I got you. Yeah. So I what you mean. I think it's probably like 85%. Okay. I mean, if is that all right? Is that Mr. Yeah, passing yeah, the buck on yeah. me now? Is that, is that enough of an That's answer good enough for, for you me. to jump in there? I put a bet on that. Um, I, 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 it's either, if, if it's not Jalen Ramsey, give me Chris Harris. Okay. Yep. You know, it's a perfect situation for him to come over here. But all even right. if it's John Harris or, or you know, Jalen Shander or something like that, <laughs> chances are these guys are going to be better than what they have yeah. now anyway. I agree. Watch out for that. Shander all right. So uh, one more question from Levi's mom, 82. Just simply – what are three key things the Eagles could do to keep this winning streak of one game uh, going? I would say run the ball consistently. Do not turn the ball over. Keep Carson Wentz upright, healthy, and, you know, get that rhythm going, you know. Aton? Yeah, I mean, that, those are – you took all the good answers, man. You know, I try, <laughs> I try bro. I Don't try. turn the ball over like that. There's nothing really more I could do with that. That's pretty much like the biggest barometer. You yeah. could have saved that for me. I'm only going to be here one week. He rocks <laughs> back next week. Like, you could have saved a good one for me and just danced around. You could have given something like, you know, pressure on a quarterback and other stuff. Let me see. Is there anything Give me something else? generic. <laughs> something generic. Um, pressure on the quarterback. Get, get the Jets off third down as much as humanly possible. Okay, keep them, keep that Jets defense on the field. So here's something I'd look at. I don't necessarily think that this is going to be a 42 to 3 beating. Not because the Eagles aren't capable of it, because I, I think the Eagles are going to look at this game like a get in, get out. You put up 21, 24, you keep the Jets to three, maybe seven points, and you get out of there. It's, we saw that with Seattle last week, taking on the Cardinals in Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They started running the clock out with eight minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. You prob- if the Eagles are up 28-3 to in the third quarter, it's going to be a heavy dose of run, run, run. Yes. And, you Late know, the clock out. Exactly, yeah. where you may not see a lot of fireworks in the air. Okay, I'm all, I'm all for that. All for it. Is that all for the questions? That's today? all for the questions. All right, well, I mean, let's, let's talk about the sh- big shout-out to Green Legion. We went on that trip to Atlanta. Yes. That was a phenomenal was trip. Awesome time. You know, if really you guys awesome want to, like, just let – sit back, relax, let Green Legion do everything for you. You know, the book, the, the hotel, the, the, you have a tailgate, mm-hmm. we have a party. I mean, it's all in one. And, uh, you know, going to the football game as well. Yeah. Uh, but if you use the promo code JOHN, you could sit with us, party with us, have a good time in Buffalo. It's going to be a crazy trip. Uh, word is that we're going to throw E-Rock through a table. Hopefully break his Off back. Off of an RV, yeah. Uh, put then him on Aton's IR. Then Aton's back full time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, speaking of tailgates, um, you know, the 4th and John, we'll, we'll have our own tailgate. Yeah, you know, this the week. The Jets tailgate. These early games, I kind of hate 1 o'clock games. But, you know, 
Trox Prime will be there at like 5.30 in the morning mm -hmm. trying to get to secure the spot. So shout out to Conchi Bakery. 5.30 in the Tomato morning. pies amazing. are fire. I, mean, I used to live down the street from them. Conchi yeah. Baker? Oh, oh yeah. God. They're yeah. next level. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to uh, Bud Light, man. They've been powering the, the tailgate f forever now. Mm -hmm. um, but it's always a good time. But uh, that's all for us. Yes. And we will see you guys next week with a W against the Jets. Speak it into existence. <laughs>Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.